Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast, your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex, this is Rob. Hello. And this is episode 120 now, and I would like to say, Rob, that's the last time I'm going to be saying uh, your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news, because from now on, the tagline is going to be the most trusted name in local news. Are we changing from 120 this? onwards. Are we changing this on all our, on no. our social networks? No, but you can put it on Twitter. Yeah, you could. You could put it on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, all right. There yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Definitely. The most trusted name in local news. I like it. It, it, it rolls off the tongue. It's it rolls lovely. off the tongue. If anybody doesn't know, CNN's slogan is the most trusted name in news. But they're, but they're, but they're not dealing in local news, Rob. We are. Yeah. Um, so we can be found on our website, which is www.lapodcast.net. We are on Twitter at, at LA Podcast. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash LA Podcast. We're on Tumblr, lapodcast.tumblr.com. And if you want to download our episodes, if you want to leave us a review, you can do that via iTunes. You can go to our website where you can actually download all of those episodes as well to do with what you wish. You could distribute them on CDs in your local train station if you wanted. Um, <laughs> that'd be quite amazing. It's quite an interesting thought, actually. Yeah, it Why is. Why do I do that? Yeah. Oh, because they will pay for it, that's right. Yeah. And I'd just like to say, Rob, that for the second uh, episode in a row, you are wearing the same grey jumper. So is that going to become the new V-neck black sweater? It was it's which just graced a, it was just about eighty percent of our episodes. Well, that's true. Literally, I wore it yesterday actually. Did you the um, same one? Yeah, you could have purchased a new one. Primark are selling them again. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's worth updating. Well, I, know, I think we did we discussed it last week because apparently you have the uh, the green variants of the jumper. That I do. Yeah. Now, Rob, do you have anything you want to say before we crack on? Uh... The lesbian's gone on a holiday. Ah, because I was about to say lesbian abrupt. I was going to say I'm going to let it die a slow death, and you can you can chip in with any updates as okay. and when. So you're giving me a lesbian neighbour update, which is they've gone on holiday. Or one of them's gone on holiday. No, they they went on holiday together how, how yesterday. Because you know I was up uh, taking quite an unhealthy interest in your neighbours, Rob. Well, no, I was casually looking out the window because I heard the front door go, and um, yeah, no, they were they put uh, two suitcases, uh, a suitcase each. Into the car, and uh, I'm guess drove to the airport. Well, How do you know then that they didn't? They're not leaving the property. Well, they might have been. Or transporting a body. Yeah, and they're they're, they're definitely the same two people who moved in that you saw. Yeah, you, there was the, there's the, the she hasn't got a new partner now. They're disposing of the body in two suitcases. <laughs> not as far as I know. In a car park in the shard. It's it. <laughs> uh, for anybody who doesn't know, listen to the previous episodes about huskies. No, there's there's it definitely seems like it's the same two. There was there's a slightly. Um, Larger one? No, 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 no. Neither of them are large. Oh. You're just making, uh, making I, I stereotypes. Thought, I thought you said one of them. No, no, no. Right. There's, uh, there's one who's slightly um, um, less feminine. Let's put it that way. Right. And then there, there's one who's slightly more feminine. Although, you know, you can still tell. That's not a stereotype either, then, is it, Rob? <laughs> anyway, look, I'm going so. to crack on, Rob, with my short stories. Okay. And before I talk about my next one, I just did want to say something about the fact that Rob's got his poppy on the table. I know it has been Remembrance... It's not a euphemism. Remembrance Day in between these episodes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it has also been, Rob, the anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yes, I was aware of this. Yeah, when what can only be described as an act of mindless mob vandalism um, brought down a perfectly good piece of public property. Yeah, also true. Uh, and the only thing I would say about that is if you want to smash up a wall, that's fine, just smash up your own. Can I just point out, you, you know about... Uh, David Hasselhoff you you know what happened right? yeah yeah yeah. well that as I understand it some people have turned out to see David Hasselhoff sing and it erupted into mindless thuggery where people decided to vandalise and destroy as I say a perfectly good piece of public property yeah, that's and true. what I just want to say about that Rob is it's a great pity they never rebuilt it because it sent out the wrong message you know the message it sent out uh, vandalism wins right okay. the vandals won the thugs won 
They should have re-erected it to say, no, 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 you can smash down this wall, but we're putting it back up. And if you want to smash up a wall, smash up your own wall. Don't smash down this wall. Well, that's definitely one way to look at it. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to say about that. But it leads me in, Rob, into my next story, would you believe? Because my next story is from the new shopper, Rob, or my first story. And it's by Mark Chandler. And it's from the 7th of November. And it is, footage of mass brawl in shopping centre claims to be filmed in Lewisham. And <laughs> I do have a video of this, oh, Rob. Brilliant. Okay. It's only seven seconds. I'm gonna, you're going to have to watch it about three times. I want you to watch it once. Without commentary, and then the, the second, third time I played you, you've got to tell the listeners what's happening. Okay, it is brilliant. A violent viral video showing a mass brawl between teenage girls in a shopping centre is not filmed in Lewisham, as claimed. Managers say. Brilliant. The jaw-dropping vine clip shows around seven women hurling punches, rolling on the floor, and grappling with one another while a baying crowd stands watching. At one point, one girl aims a flying kick at another's head, ending up sliding across the floor past a discarded handbag before returning <laughs> to continue the violence. The video, which has been played nearly 22,000 times, was uploaded by Vine user Warmzin, who wrote, Go shopping in Lewisham, they said. It should be calm, they said. But a spokeswoman for Lewisham Shopping Centre said the incident has not happened in their premises. However, that has not stopped speculation online where the video has been widely shared. Uh, now... From what I can tell, because I know Lewisham Shopping Centre, because I used to work, actually, in Lewisham itself, this is Lewisham Shopping Centre. But anyway, would you like to see a clip of, of the video? Of course I would, yeah. So the first one, will be, we don't have to commentate <clears throat> over, I just want you to watch, and then, and then you're going to give us the commentary. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> amazing. That's possibly, I mean, also, slightly erotic. Commentate, tell uh, the listeners what's going on. I'm not sure. I mean, it's just there is one. Yeah, I mean, there's there's girls on the floor with hair pulling. I mean, handbags. They've got no shoes on as well. Which yeah, I this is it's just these te- but these look like children. I mean, these are like 12, 13 year olds. What I would say, and that is Lewisham Sonic Shopping Centre. <laughs> it is very difficult to describe this. And what I would say to people is, go and look at it. If you want to go right now, you listen to the podcast. You want to watch it. You're at home. Just stick into Google, Mass Brawl Lewisham News Shopper, and you will get it immediately Lovely. and enjoy. Um, some comments on this story, Rob. Um, are there comments? No, there aren't comments. I couldn't be bothered to, to, uh, to read any of those out because they weren't very good. But Fair yeah, so, but I'm reading that out because even though it is visual, I want people to go and see it because it is... Uh, it is it, astonishing. Yeah, it is extraordinary. <laughs> and like I said, slightly erotic. Now, let's... Is it a somewhat related note? I would say so. Uh, this is by Patrick Grafton Green, Rob. Um, it's from the 4th of November. It's a great story. Pictured, car drives through front of Bexley Heath takeaway. Brilliant. Uh, and I will, I'm going to show you the picture in a minute. A, dry, a car drove into a takeaway restaurant in Bexley Heath on Saturday, November the 1st. Shortly after 4pm, a gold Ford Focus. Well, that's first part, partly the mistake there. Gold? Yeah. Crashed through the front of... On Amica Indian Takeaway, Erith Road, near Barnhurst Station. James Philpot, 30 of Bexley Road, saw the incident and alerted the police. He said the driver had been frantically driving around trying to look for a place to park. She mounted the curb at about 30 miles an hour and just went full speed ahead straight into the shop. It was like a bomb. There was a lot of smoke. She just walked straight out of the shop and then ran away. <laughs> Wait a minute. Sorry. This is... <laughs> So she's looking for a place I to love park. people who abandon their vehicles in moments like this. Where did, what did she do? Did she come back sheepishly in the night and think, or did she just think, sod it? Well, it's, it's done. I'm done, I'm done with it. Yeah. But After she, a bit, she came back. Oh, she came back. Right, okay. There were so many people around, about 30 people within the next 30 seconds. Everyone in the shops ran out straight away. There was no arrest. Nobody was injured. Can I just ask, when she came back, did she have some shopping bags? 
<laughs> just like, yeah, what's having a look at? It's pop to Tesco. <laughs> yeah. Rob, this is a brilliant picture. Please describe it for the listener. Oh my, oh Jesus Christ. It looks so, like a car in a showroom. It's it so, does. It, it's if actually properly this, inside the shop. You have to imagine this, listeners. It is, yeah, it's literally inside the building. She's driven through and taken most of the, of the front window out. And the car is literally parked inside the takeaway. And it's gold as well, to be fair. I guess she, car. I guess she did find a parking spot After in the one. end. If you can't find one, create one. Brad25577 says, it's a takeaway, not a drive-thru. Nice, That's yeah. A bit clever, expected. Clever. Uh, Forensic said, must have been driving like a Boona tick. I'm sure the driver will pay dearly, but that's korma for you. Sort of Indian curry. It's poor. Kind of shit. It's poor. Mouth Almighty says, probably driving under the influence of too many burgers and hot dogs. <laughs> what? Muro84 said, did he get a discount for collection? <laughs> nice, yeah. Which is clever. a great comment. Yeah. Mara Jade says... Uh, and I, I'd like to, if Marjorie is listening, I'd like to give a shout out because that's a Star Wars reference there. Possibly listening to Corma Chameleon, Papa Dom Preach, or anything by The Fall, P H A L L. Yeah, all right. White Rabbit 9, who normally makes chilling predictions in the future, <laughs> yeah. said, When you're in a hurry, you're in a hurry for a curry. And finally, right. Life's Too Short says, Luckily, there was no one injured or killed. She'll probably get away with it, though. Should be banned for callous driving. Um, so, sort of. Didn't really see the humour. Yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't sound that cool. In that that story. Um, Now, Rob, my last very short story here uh, is another bizarre one. It's another one by Patrick Grafton Green, who, as I, he was the last story, and he's the guy who specialises in these small, slightly comical stories. Of course. It's from the 5th of November, which was another day, uh, you know, because obviously we've had the fall of the Berlin Wall, Wall, which marks the very sad day when vandals committed this mindless act of mob thuggery. And also we've had um, um, Bonfire Night, which of course marks a similar event when a, a terrorist tried to take down the Houses of Parliament. I mean, again... And we celebrate by setting off more explosions. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all very odd. Mm. Um, the headline is, Welling Woman takes to the internet to try and sell rare and bizarre item gathering dust in loft. Oh God, please. Oh, okay, it doesn't matter. Well, go on. No, I, I don't know. It's, it's, not like a, it's not like a grandparent, is it? Uh, it's not although that would be preferable to what she's selling right a welling woman who took to the internet to sell a rare and bizarre item has failed to attract the attention she was hoping the item a stuffed mongoose and cobra looking poised to attack each other (laughs) don't worry I've got a picture was inherited by Debbie's best by Debbie's best's grand by Debbie best's grandson nine year old Louis Leslie where are these names from when his great grandfather died however Louis has shown little interest in the piece which comes complete with a glass box container so three weeks ago Debbie put it on the website Gumtree with a price tag of £120 what she has received no offers so far the 51 year old of Upper Wickham Lane said it's not actually mine it was inherited by my grandson when my father died it's been in my family for a long time He's not really interested in it. It's just been left in the loft. So I thought I'd put it up on Gumtree and see if anyone would be interested in buying it. Maybe a collector or somebody who's interested in this sort of thing. I put it up for sale for £120, although someone told me the other day it could be worth more. I'm an animal lover. It's not something I'd ever want, but it looks lovely in the glass. So there must be someone out there who does want it. If you're interested in purchasing the item, click here. That's just, the article. I've got this idea of this. That you can just imagine this solicitor's office where they're going through the will. And it's not, it's not your boy. And to my, to my only godson... I've got a grandson. I a leave stuffed mongoose. This beautiful piece. The grandson's going, the fuck is that? Do you, want to, see, do you want to see it? Of course it? I want to see it, Alex. <laughs> Seriously, what the fuck is that? Describe it for the listener. Uh, right, so it's a snake, uh, sort of curled around a bit of wood, and, there's a, and it's sort of bearing down on a mongoose with its mouth open. And everything's quite yellowed and old looking, isn't it, Rob? It's, it's hideous, Alex. How, no wonder she... 120 quid. 
Are you telling me you're not, you don't want that for Christmas then? Because that's what you're getting, Rob. I cut it down to 60 and I thought that that was a nice engagement gift for you and Sarah. Well, it'd be a talking point. <laughs> Some comments on this story, Rob, as you'd expect. Paul Iris said, Yay! I put something on eBay last year and it didn't sell. Didn't realise that I could have gone to New Shopper to get some free advertising. <laughs> Are You Serious says, pretty sure that legally this can't be sold until the lad is 18. Uh, and I think, I, think mm. he's making, I think he's making a joke that she's selling the kid. It's not appropriate. All that funny. No. Uh, Bexlier says, is New Shopper a newspaper or a sales page? I do not get the point here. I've also got an extendable dining table, six chairs for sale, like new in very good condition. In here, for only £150, was new nine months ago, £299. As I'm moving, I have no use for it anymore. Interested in it, let me know on info at 123fhs.co.uk. <laughs> and uh, last comment by Mosley simply says, I got rid of my vacuum cleaner. It was only gathering dusts. Hilarious. I think that's a Tommy Cooper joke, actually. Ah, you could be right. Yeah. Okay, Rob, you got a story for us? I've actually got three short stories. Well, you're copying me, are you? Just for this week, Alex. Right. Uh, the first is from The Citizen. The Citizen? Yeah. Uh, uh, the headline, BBC apologises for Jack Borsack gaff. Jack Borsack gaff? Yes. Uh, is Jack Ballsack Gaff a good episode? <laughs> it might be, actually. It's a great wordplay there. Yeah. Um, the story. The BBC have apologised after an embarrassing gaff had Wales lock Jake Ball listed as Jack Ballsack uh, ahead of their autumn international with Australia. Well, I've got no idea what you're talking about. That sentence made no sense it's to me. It's rugby, Alex. Right. So read it again. Uh, the BBC have apologised after an embarrassing gaff had Wales lock... What's a lock? I don't know. It's rugby, rugby position. Term, yeah, right. I don't know. Uh, sorry, Jake Ball listed as Jake Borsack ahead of the <laughs> Autumn International with Australia. Oh, if you went to the, if you went to the website, you could see he was clearly listed as Jake Borsack. Oh my god! A BBC spokesman said a disgruntled employee, presumably. I assume so. A BBC spokesman said uh, we investigated how this error occurred and the piece was amended soon as it was spotted. We apologise for any inconvenience that this may have caused. Inconvenience or yeah. offence? No, inconvenience. Is it inconvenience? No offence, you're right, so I do apologise. Inconvenience <laughs> would be a strange thing to say. It would, Rob. My second story, I'm not really going to get into the depth of this story because it's just a com- I, there's two comments on this story that I enjoyed. So it's from the Croydon Advertiser. And the journalist is Tom Matthews. In the headline, uh, supermarket giant Audi erects sign in Selston despite being refused planning permission. Um, the owner of a, of a garden nursery says the budget supermarket next door is blatantly flouting planning laws by re- replacing a sign overlooking his property with an even bigger one <laughs> despite being refused planning permission. Porto runs Garden Craft in Addington Road, Selston, which is next door to an Audi store built in 2006. He said this is really sticking the, the proverbial two fingers up and saying, we don't care really. Um... So they were told not to put a sign up and they put an even bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> so they applied for planning permission and uh, they got refused by local council. How can they get away with it? Well, they can't really. Right. But there's, there's no... Anyway, there's, 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 German brand, aren't they, Audi? Uh, I don't know. Then they are. Are you trying to make some... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. The first one is by Laughing Larry, and he says, uh, My neighbour built a lighthouse in his garden without planning permission. He then built a sea around it, complete with a wave machine. When it's foggy, he turns on the, the 10,000 watt light, 
and south of Foghorn. Nothing was done by Corning Council as his brother was contacts. Is he taking a piss? I don't know. Because he said he erected a lighthouse and put a sea around it. Yes. What do you mean a sea? An ocean? Uh, sea is in brackets, by the way, in quotation marks. Oh, right, for like a moat. A guy erected a lighthouse, I believe him, a guy erected a lighthouse in his fucking garden. That is taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. In Croydon? Yeah. He then finishes just by saying, there you go, it's who you know. And I would love to know more about that story. <laughs> I will see if I can find yeah. some. I, will so I bet you local news should have reported that, shouldn't they? The final comment is by uh, Steve Heff, who right. says, My neighbours built a watchtower in their garden, the garden next to me, but that's their lookout. <laughs> that's very <laughs> Which I thought was quite clever. That's very good, yeah. My last story is yeah, a cutout. Yeah, Rob's paper. got a piece of physical media here. This is actually from the, the Woodford Recorder, which I found on a train. Right. Uh, I cut it out, I went through, and this is the only story that I, I found amusing. Right, good. But I do think it's a bit of a cracker. So the story is by uh, Lorna Burnip. And, uh, what a ridiculous name. I know. <laughs> That's very unattractive. Yeah. Burnip. It's quite close it to like turnip. A, it sounds like a cross between a burp and a turnip. It sounds like a, <laughs> a burp that would smell of turnips. Have you ever had turnip? Because I haven't. I don't think I have, no. Really? I don't know. It's not something you tend to... It's not really included in many meals. <laughs> You're a turnip. Right. The headline. Pensioner flooded out by raw sewage. Oh, <laughs> Excrement gushes out from plug holes and toilets. Brother, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to start reading the Woodford Recorder more often then? Because you should be. If I can't, well, the trouble is they the, don't have a website. No, the, no, the, Ilf- the Ilford Recorder is is actually the paper that has like a Woodford section, and they 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 actually print. Well, if you Woodford get the train, how can it be to get a copy of this local paper? Well, you have to buy it. That's the problem. Oh. And I don't think that. How much it, is it, Rob? I don't know what fifty p. Probably not even that. Would it kill you? Well, well, I'll look into it, Alex. <laughs> a pensioner was left horrified after raw sewage gushed from her bathroom plug holes, flooding her house with three inches of effluent. Oh, three inches! Three inches, yeah. Of shit. Yes. That's uh, not what you need when you're getting to the end of your life. Are we sure she didn't soil herself? <laughs> <laughs> well, with explosive diarrhoea. <laughs> Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it could be a case of Ebola right there. That's true. Uh, Theodosia Arestia, 71, thought the sink was just blocked when uh, the water started bubbling up from uh, from it on Saturday evening. But the next day, she said she heard uh, rumbling from the pipes in her flat in Gabriel House, Gantz Hill, before sewage later being gushing out the toilet, sink and bath. Fucking hell, Rob. Every time she's in that house from now on, if she hears any strange noise, she's going to be so scared. You'd be running for the door, wouldn't you? It sounds like a horror movie. Like, it starts with a rumbling <laughs> and then... Rob, please describe this story. I've got an image of her over the sink, ready to brush her teeth for the night, and then she just gets coated in raw sewage. There's, there's a lot of brilliant detail. Mr. Uh, Mrs. Aretti, who bought the new property five years ago, said, I came home on Saturday evening and realised there was something in my bathroom. It was all messy. I didn't know what it was. It was all coming in. Uh, it was all coming in my toilet. Everybody's poo. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Assetti's daughter. How did she know it's not just her poo? As, well, I think after Don't the make first, like. after the first or second turn, you probably know it's not just yours. It's going to be a collection of all your shit. Yeah, it's well, not been draining properly. I don't know. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Aretti's daughter, Despina Giacetti, forty-three, who lives in Chigwell, said. My mum said she was sitting there and there was this big rumbling. Again, I don't think it was anything to do with her. <laughs> there was poo all over the place. She was so upset. I've never seen her like this. Um, she didn't even know what it was. 
What do you mean she didn't know what it was? <laughs> How Surely. can you get to that ripe old age and not know what shit is? <laughs> Surely the smell would have given it away if nothing else. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Um... <laughs> what would it be coming out of the bath? She pressed it and it was poo. <laughs> Hang on. So in the bath there was like shit oozing out the taps. There was shit she, coming out of the toilet, out of the sink. And, and she pressed the, it. That's what it says. That it she poo. pressed it and it was poo. So she did a press inspection. <laughs> How would she have known if it wasn't poo? What would it have, I don't get it. it. Just imagine if she pressed Why it. Why would you press it? Just smell it. <laughs> well... Maybe a sense of smell has gone. And also, if something, if also, if anything's coming out, the only thing it's likely to be is sewage. Yeah, it's true, yeah. <laughs> if it's bra- if it brown and stinks like shit, what else is it going to be? Seriously. <laughs> if it, if it, and also, if she hadn't worked out if from pressing it... If it looks like it, shit, it smells like shit, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, if, it, if she hadn't worked out from pressing it, what would the next logical step be? <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> um, yeah, that shit all right. <laughs> Desmond Morella... Director of Rhino, which manages the property, said maintenance workers attended within uh, several hours. Within several hours? <laughs> That's not acceptable. <laughs> being contacted by Mrs. Zaretti before returning on Monday to clean up her flat. He said the leak was caused by a blockage of the building's communal soil, uh, communal soil stack. There is a bl- uh, what about blockage in the bu- in blockage in blockage in a building's communal soil stack as an episode? Oh, that's quite good. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, there was a block in, uh, block in that which was causing it to come back out of the toilet, he said. Hang on. Communal, what was it? Communal? Uh, soil sack, stack. Communal soil stack. Building communal soil stack blockage. I don't know. We can work, I'll work on that. Um, that did get unblocked and resolved. <laughs> it's never happened like that before in the building. So, so did other people get this as well? Uh, it, Why would it just have targeted her flat? It, it doesn't, Save anyone else, it just seems to be her. Also, I just realised on the back of here, and I'm not, I'm not really sure it's worth telling this, but there is a joke of the week. Would you like to hear I'd it? I'd like you to start buying a Woodford recorder, Rob, because it sounds like a brilliant paper. Okay, all if right. If this is a calibre of stories we're going to get, joke of the week, let me get some punch. <coughs> okay, all right, fair enough. So, here we go. What's Who- Brown running since shit? <laughs> <laughs> you can't work it out, press it. Uh, right. Who earns a living driving their customers away? Taxi driver. Fuck it, yeah, yeah. Is that right? It's, yeah, it's spot on. It's not really a joke. <laughs> that's a factual question. Well, that's, that's about the, the kind of calibre you can expect for the wood recorder. Rob, could I suggest that you keep that piece of paper and put it in a cracker for you and Sarah at Christmas? She'll appreciate that. That's a great she'll idea. Have, not only will she have a good joke, but she'll have a story about shit to cheer her up on an otherwise miserable day. <laughs> I've got two stories for us now. Okay. Uh, that are both sort of medium length. Um, the first is by Carly Reed. It's again from the 5th of November. And the new shopper. And the headline is Catford Man Disgusted, in quotes, at finding used condom on Elton Bound Bus. Disgusting. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> on a bus? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. A man from Catford has spoken of his disgust, and it's surprising because from Catford, you'd think he'd, that that would just be like looking at, looking at a flower or, <laughs> yeah, or a medicine. Yeah. A man from Catford has spoken of his disgust at finding a used condom on a bus seat yesterday morning. Nick Campbell, not Nicky Campbell, but Nick Campbell, no. 34, of Ard Goan Road, tweeted a picture of the grim discovery aboard the 124 bus with the caption, some, ki- some different kind of bus ride. He said, once I got on the bus and I, su- I saw it on the seat, I just looked at it and I thought, really? I understand that kids at school mess around with condoms and throw them around the back of a bus, but this one was definitely used. I wonder if he pressed it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> do kids do that? 
Is that one of the, no, the he, depraved little shits to do these yeah, days? Yeah, but he's saying, this isn't kids, this was used. He added, I wasn't shocked when I saw it because I've lived in Catford all my life and I've seen the changes the era has gone through from good to bad and so on. <laughs> no, no, it was always bad. But it wasn't my seeing it first thing on my way to work. Mr. Campbell, who runs an online clothing store, said this. <laughs> Unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> Said the incident has made him question the cleanliness. <laughs> listen to this. Listen to this immortal quote. Uh, sorry, it's a mortal sentence. Mr. Cambry runs an online clothing store. Said the incident has made him question the cleanliness of the bus service. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I think I think that was always in question. How does he know it wasn't the driver? Well, quite. He said, what bothered me about it was that I got the first bus service of the day and I thought to myself, that condom must have just been sat there all night in the bus depot <laughs> and the driver didn't even think to check the cleanliness of the bus before driving off. Head of TfL's bus operations, Ken Davidson, said, I'm very, to see it. I'm very sorry to hear of this customer's experience. We take these types of issues very seriously as we want every journey to be as pleasant as possible. We would like to encourage all of our customers to report any issues such as this to a member of staff so we can take the appropriate action. The behaviour of our customers affects the travelling experience of others and I will call on all of our passengers to make sure they behave appropriately when travelling on the transport network. Comments. Swanley person says, Oi, Jippo Joe, you left your hat on the bus. <laughs> Comment of the week. Yeah. Rose114 says, definitely not Jippos, they still use sheep intestines. <laughs> White Rabbit 9 who normally makes chilling predictions of the future, of course, yeah. says simply, safety burst. Do you think we need, uh, I think we need, just like we have Paul Error, yeah. I think maybe we need, um, I think there needs to be an offer. Uh, an for offer Jippo Joe? No, not for, Jippo, for, for White Rabbit 9, it's like, ooh. Uh, that's cool. What? What would it be? I think, ooh. yeah, because it would be a chilling prediction. You're going to so be doing it. I'll be doing that. Right. Do it now? Ooh. That's a bit ghostly. Ooh, that's bad. Okay, anyway. Whiff 180 says, that's nothing. I was on a rush hour train on Monday evening where an old man had shit himself, stunk the packed train out. People are scum. Tra- public transport is scum. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't see the problem here because, like, you know, like White Rabbits said, I mean, at least it was they were practicing safe sex. Absolutely. South London Bird says, we used public transport to get to a hospital appointment yesterday. Talk about the great unwashed. This huge bloke got on with a greasy sword clothing. This huge bloke got on with greasy sword clothing, great gut hanging out between ill-fitting shirt and disgusting trousers, stank the bus out with nicotine. There's an episode title in there somewhere. Can I just say nicotine is odourless? I don't know what she's talking about. I think she means tobacco. Um, uh, You say there's an episode title in there. Um, uh, This huge bloke got on with greasy soiled clothing, great gut hanging out between ill-fitting shirt and disgusting trousers. That's the episode title, isn't it? I think Uh, it might be. Huge bloke with greasy soiled clothing, great gut hanging out between ill-fitting shirt and disgusting trousers. It reminds me of the... um, the, Do you remember the the sweet in in pocket raincoat wearing... (laughs) Sorry, that's going back a long way. I do remember that, yeah. Um, That was at Farnborough. I thought that was supposed to be an elite area. My husband and I almost threw up. He He calls transport peasant scum. Transport, and he has a point. Just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Mario, Sorry, G- that just says more about you and your husband. Yeah, can you imagine peasant scum? Lovely. Yeah. Mario G says Catford Down and Mottingham Eltham seems incredible that something like this can be found on a bus that travels through four of the poshest areas in London. Incredible. I think they're being right. Okay. <laughs> okay right. London Laws says that old man who you say shit himself may have a bowel condition. My granddad had a colostomy bag while his bowels recovered from cancer, and that one burst once. Perhaps think about people who may not be able to help the bodily functions they're having at that time because they're much more embarrassed than you are. And that is a very good point. Owen says, oops, it might have been my granny Maud. She lives near Catfordham for a joke. We often mess around with her pick and mix. We mix in a couple of condoms along with her fruit salads, blackjacks and lemon bonbons. So she may have spat it out without swallowing. 
Oh, fucking hell, I hope that's not that. <laughs> that's, the, that's taking the piss. I think so. Yeah. Mouth Almighty says, shame on the new shopper for writing and printing such lewd headlines. There is no need for that. Yes, it's funny, but this is a family newspaper and the reporting style here is inappropriate and suited more to a men-only mag from the top shelf in the newsagents. What, condom found on bus? <laughs> Mary Whitehouse resurrected drop. Mm. Uh, Bexley Chris says, you should see what gets on the bus outside Lewisham. There are some really vile people who stink and can't wipe themselves. And most of them live in Catford and have mobility scooters. <laughs> <laughs> They're really coming That's out true. today, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Romany 77 simply says, perhaps he had dementia. And so, this is in, this is in uh, a reference to the man who shit himself, stunk the packed train out. Yeah, yeah. People are scum. Public transport is scum. Uh, simply says, which doesn't even make sense. Public transport is scum. Yeah. Uh, Romany 77, I wanted to end Rob on a, on a note of reason. Simply says, perhaps he had dementia and suffered with incontinence. Could be me or you one day. We don't know his circumstances. Very true. Thank God, Rob, that there is somebody out there commenting on these stories who is uh, sane. Yeah. <laughs> now, Rob, my second story is a corker. Okay. Now, unfortunately, the best line in the article is going to come, I think, it's in pretty much the first line, so be prepared for it. Right. Uh, and I would like to point out, I'm not laughing about anything about the circumstances oh, of this. No, 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 not it's not like, no, no, it's not like that, Rob, but it has to be read out. It's from the 5th of November by Tim McFarlane, new shopper. Bexley Thug, 26, jailed for bombarding woman with 25,000 threatening texts. 25,000? That's right, Rob. That's more people than that doctor claims to. <laughs> that's more. That's more texts than that doctor treats in a day. Yeah. No, actually, that's more no, no. texts than the, the vaginas he, he examined. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen back to a couple of episodes if you want to know what we're talking about. Now, a Bexley thug who, interestingly, is named Charlie Brooker. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. uh, if anybody doesn't know Charlie Brooker, is he's a comedian who also writes a column for the Guardian. Satirist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A Bexley thug who bombarded a woman with twenty-five thousand threatening text messages has been jailed for seventeen months. This is the line, Rob. Charlie Brooker, 26, of Bexley High Street, also assaulted his Maidstone victim in May 2014 after forcing her to drive him round aimlessly while continually shouting abuse at her until the pair ended up in Crayford. <laughs> so he gets and says, you've got to drive round and round while I just shout abuse at you. Just be prepared for this man. Is so unhinged it's beyond belief. He pleaded guilty to assault and making, making threats to kill and was sentenced at Maidstone Crown Court November the 5th. Brooker, who has also threatened to headbutt a female police officer whilst in custody, has a long history of convictions, including many for violence and harassment. Oh, His most recent victim received almost constant calls throughout the day and night, forcing her to unplug the telephone line at both home and work. Detectives later downloaded about 5,000 pages of text messages from Brooker to his victim, averaging about five texts per page. Even when police officers answered his calls on her behalf, Brooker threatened to wring her neck. So even when the police were answering her, he, it's just like as soon as she picks up the phone, he just launches into it. This so even when he's clearly demented. Yeah. He also told his victim he would slit her throat and harm members of her family. Oh, lovely. The situation escalated on May 17th and Brooker forced the woman to drive him, in quotes, around in circles before finally stopping at a shop in Greyford. <laughs> Whilst there, she asked the shopkeeper to call the police because she thought Brooker was going to kill her, leading him to leading to him dragging her outside and throwing her up against the side of a delivery van. 
Investigating Jesus. officer, Detective Constable Becky Saunders said, Charlie Brooker is a violent offender with 44 previous convictions, most of which in recent years have had violence and harassment. He was in breach of a suspended sentence when committing these most recent offences and therefore now serves this term. Brooker is a danger to woman who belongs behind bars where he can cause them no harm and where they are free from his barrage of abuse. Comments. Cookster says, 44 previous convictions rehabilitated isn't the word that springs to mind. Mm -hmm. Johnny G says, 2,500, sorry, 25,000 texts. What tariff is he on? That would cost me a fortune. I'm popping down Belmarsh to get his phone. Save me a fortune. Uh, Marty1979 said, there are some tariffs that give unlimited texts. I I do think that that Johnny G was, I think Johnny G was joking. Yeah, yeah. Um, Runaround says to Johnny G, why on earth are you trivialising this serious crime? Have you any idea how stressful it is receiving one threatening text, let alone 25,000? If you have nothing interesting to say, please don't bother. And uh, final comment, Rob, from uh, TLatter82 says, this is absurd. Charlie is at home with me. He was released straight away. 46 text messages from him, 32 sent from me. So this is the actual woman involved. Not threatening. Our solicitor will be hearing about this and I've already made a police complaint about this unprofessional police office. They called me a hostile witness. Believe what you like. I have the horrible feeling, Rob, that she's forcing her... She's in a domestic violence relationship, isn't she? (laughs) I think that much is is clear. Um, um, And um, if you are listening, we can only uh, encourage you to go to the police or a refuge or something because this man is nuts. Yes, I think that's right. And also he forced you to go to Crayford. No one wants that. No. Okay, Rob, can you lighten the mood, please? Yeah, there's only one story here from uh, the non-Tracious Guardian. Right. Um, the journalist is uh, Georgia DeBellis. I think that's how I pronounce it. Um, I say that so many times, but because I'm so bad at reading names, so I just take a guess. The headline, Eagle Burkett denies that food had been sold beyond its recommended use-by date. Eagle Burkett? Yeah, Eagle, yeah. Eagle? Eagle. Ah, oh, it's an uh, eagle, yes, my lord. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm not sure where he's from. I thought he said eagle. No, no, <laughs> that's a great name. I think eagle is better than an eagle, personally. Yeah. Um, the owner of cafes accused of putting customers at risk by relabeling and selling out of date meat, fish, and cheese said he would have fed this to his children. He said it. Oh, I missed that again. The owner of cafes accused of putting customers at risk by relabeling and selling out of date meat, fish, and cheese has said he would have fed his children the contaminated food. <laughs> he actually relabeled like condemned this food. Yeah. He actually relabeled this. Yes. That's taking the piss. Yes. Inspected who visited Belgique branches in Epping and Thayen Boys found staff had re- uh, rewrapped food and had written hand la- uh, handwritten labels but could not provide proof of supplies used or sell-by dates. Right. Uh, Eagle, I think it's... Barricette. Barricette? Beckett, I don't Just know. Just call him Eagle. Eagle, yeah. Eagle, a Belgian brasserie, has denied any food had been sold beyond its recommended use by date, but insisted it, w- it was valid to sell goods which are beyond the best before recommendation. Is it, is it ever valid to, 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 to rewrap a product and write handwritten best before date on it? I don't think it is, no. No. He added, The food that was condemned, I would have fed to my own children, even my grandma. <laughs> I love the fact that the grandma's more important than the children. If you notice, <laughs> in, in his graduation there, he's like, children, I'd give the condemned food to you first, and then a push my own grandmother. Yeah. It's not illegal to sell food past its best before date. I'm pretty, no. I'm pretty sure it is. No, it's not. <laughs> is it not? Used by date. 
Well, I don't yeah. think it's illegal to best, sell it. Yeah. Best before date. Best before is different than used. Best oh, before stuff point. can be eaten for a long time afterwards. But you said this was cheese and... Uh, meat, fish and cheese. Meat, fish and cheese don't come with best before dates. They come with used by dates because if you pass the best before, the used by dates, um, you could become very seriously ill. Yes, that's right. Belgique serves over six, 60,000 customers a year from eight branches. Is he French? Uh, well, Belgique implies that he's, he's um, Belgian. I'm assuming. Some of this is beginning to make sense, Rob. Yeah, I know. The food does not even... Uh, sorry. The food does not even have time to go out of date. This is about paperwork. The council wanted us to, to go further than recommended by law when we are, we are proportioning up products. We have worked, sweat, tears and blood to build up the business over the last 10 years. And I can assure you we went through some really hard times. But we saw through it. Right. I hope none of that sweat, tears and blood got its way into the food when you were <laughs> wrapping it. Belgique uh, Good branches. Good for a cafe, sweat, tears and blood. Yeah. <laughs> Come in. Belgian branches in Chig, uh, Chigwell, Woodford, Green and Wanstead have all been rated 5 out of 5 by the Food Standard Agency. Uh, Eagle said councils are supposed to work together with local businesses, not bully them. Um, all, this is a, all this has achieved is damaging a perfectly healthy local family business that employs over 100 people in the region. Fortunately, there are comments, but they're just not worth reading out. Right. Well, uh, we already know what to say about that. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what he's complaining about, really. Uh, you know, I don't. If you're hand wrapping, rewrapping products and putting that, that's bad practice, right there. Have you gone to this cafe? Uh, no, I haven't. I think we were, uh, one stay. There's one in Langton, and I think we went in there. But um, Sarah uh, doesn't like the kind of food in there because it's a bit, you know, poncy. Right. Mm. <laughs> Okay, Rob, it is now time as we approach the end of our podcast for our listener story of the week. Now, as you know, the last few weeks we've uh, we've been lighting a campfire to really get us in the mood. And Alex, there's a lot of lights on. I'm on it now. We are now going into campfire mode. And for listeners who don't know, during our listener story of the week, for no apparent reason, Rob and I decided to do it with the sound of a campfire and, and lighting that is similar to a campfire because we like to feel like Men. Yeah. So imagine you've come out of your tent um, and you're looking up at the, the stars above mm. and you contemplate your, your existence on the earth. And so put your bivouac away because no one wants to see that. <laughs> and uh, pull up a log and uh, get your lighter out as I start to rub those, those twigs together. Again, I must stress that, that that's not a euphemism. And uh, we like... We light the campfire. Ah, that's better. Let's put another leg of that elk on there. I will, I will. This week's story comes from Craig in Newport. It's when ah! the online. Yeah, hello Craig. Hi Craig. The headline. Do you oh, think sorry. he says hello back when he's listening to I like to think so. I like to think all our listeners do. Yeah. The story is by uh, Alicia Melville-Smith. Is there a picture of Alicia? Unfortunately not, no. The headline. Free erections. Tesco's embarrassing cash machine translation mishap. A new Aberystwyth store. (laughs) Hang on a minute. What's that headline? What's a bit after free erections? Free erections question mark. Tesco's embarrassing cash machine translation mishap. A new Aberystwyth store. Can I say, I want to say, out of all of them, for the episode title, embarrassing cash machine translation mishap. 
Yeah, what is it? Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Ca- yeah, embarrassing, embarrassing cash register. Cash trans- machine trans- trans- translation mishap. That, Actually, is, that is a fantastic genius. How did I miss that? Yeah. Signs at a cash machine at the new Tesco Express in Aberystwyth Town Centre say. Why do you put it in Welsh? I can't read this. Coriadad um Dibbin? Rob, are you having a stroke? <laughs> yes, Alex, I have. I'm sorry. I feel better now. <laughs> no, I meant are you having a medical stroke? <laughs> no. I mean, that um, sounds even more like a euphemism. They, they put it... Well, Not around the campfire, Rob. No masturbating. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Welsh speakers in Aberystwyth have been promised free erections at a Tesco Express store. Uh Tesco don't need this publicity, do no, they, really? No, not at all. A cash machine, the newly opened store in Aberystwyth Town Centre, promises users, again, that phrase in Welsh, which translates colloquially, quilo- colloquially, thank you, I think, as free erections. What was it meant to say? Uh, I'm guessing free, free transactions or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, a more appropriate word it would be, and again, the phrase in Welsh, uh, Aberystwyth uh, councillor Creedig Davis. No relation. Davies, I should say. Rob, do you realise that for about the past four episodes you've read out a story that has somebody from Wales called Davis and you've had to keep saying no relation? How long can you keep going on with this? They're all your relations, Rob. You and the sheep. I mean, at least this is a bit more respectable. He's a councillor. The last guy was a bloody tramp who buggered badgers. Okay, was that him? (laughs) Married her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Spotted the sign and uploaded uploaded it to his Facebook page. 10 out of 10 for, for uh, Tesco for considering the Welsh, trans, uh, the Welsh language, but perhaps they should have checked it by an actual Welsh speaker before putting the signs on the machine, Mr David told Wales Online. Local teen uh, Garen Fitter, 18, whose girlfriend works at a new store, also shared the image online. My, girl's for, the girl, my girlfriend asked me about the translations yesterday, and I told her the correct Welsh uh, would be, but they put the wrong word up, he said. I'm not sure how they came up with it, because anyone with a basic understanding of Welsh would know it is the wrong word. Yeah, but nobody outside Wales has a basic that's understanding of yeah, Welsh. the problem. They must have used Google Translate. I think it's quite funny, but I, th- I think some people might be offended. But uh, they might be offended. They didn't bother to check that they got it right. Uh, Tesco spokesman said, we've taken the sign down and we'll replace it with the correct translation as soon as possible. Oh, fuck off, is what they said. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who's pointed out the mishap. They should have said, we were offering free erections that day, we've now run out. <laughs> we'll be um, doing another promotion next year. The last part of the story is, uh, the latest gaffe comes a day after a carton of buttermilk uh, was spotted at a branch in Ireland with a design resembling, resembling a penis on the front. You do have a picture. Uh, I'm hoping if I click on this link, I can show you the picture. I, this is at the Tesco's? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, should, why are you laughing? Sorry, just, Right, uh, okay. Look, there we go. Oh my dear, look. <laughs> Robert is a picture of a. It's, it's clearly a. Oh no, one of them, one of them's got a crease on it. Have you oh, noticed? It? Look, that's the one without the crease. That one's got a crease on the car. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Look even more. But either way, um, you know when you see, right, so for people who want to, want a picture of this, you know when you see one of those medical diagrams of a. Uh, a penis hanging down and you see the gentles and it's in profile it looks exactly like that only even worse within the actual testes is a is a is a drawing of a jug as if it's going to pour milk out of the it penis is, it's really unfortunate it looks a, like a flaccid penis but there's a card next to it that has a crease uh, per, in a perfect position to make it look like the penis has a helmet um, please please go and look this up people that is absolutely I, I have to think that somebody's been having a joke one of their designers because 
What is that shape even meant to be, Rob? I mean, it's what, what is that shape meant to be? The job is how would if it's you, not a cock. How would you represent buttermilk? I mean, there's not many ways you can do it. The jug right? was fine, but why? Yeah. Anyway, wonderful. As always, Craig, thank you so much. Yeah, great find. Is that it? No comments. No comments, unfortunately. Right. No. Um, they, well, they'd all be in Welsh. We wouldn't understand them. So. Yeah, that's true. What's hello in Welsh? Boridar. What's goodbye? Boridar. Is it? I don't know. Boridar sent me hello. I'm not sure what goodbye is. How did you know that? I know what, I know what my quaint is. Why? Uh, I don't know. Do you like to hear it? No, hang on. What do you mean you don't know? What a random piece of knowledge. I can't remember where I learned it. If I said I know what microwave is in Lithuanian, you think that sounds odd? Well, I I think that maybe you've encountered a Lithuanian speaker who's trying to find out what the microwave was. Is that when you were trying to microwave that cat in Wales? Yeah, it was, yeah. Do you want to know what it is? It's really quite amusing. Yeah, go on. It's Poppity Ping. Poppity Ping. Poppity Ping in microwave. Craig, can you confirm if that's true? I mean, Craig might not even speak Welsh himself. What's that toaster? Poppity no, ping would be great for a toaster because it makes that noise. The poppity ping, your toast is ready. I think it is my quote. Craig, if you want to confirm that, I'd appreciate it. Rob, shut up. Right. <laughs> and on that note, we bring episode 120 to a close and we look forward with a mixture of eager anticipation yet trepidation to our episode 120 as we move ever more forward like a, a baying mob of vandals about to take a series of sledgehammers to a perfectly good wall that was serving a perfectly good purpose and disrupt an otherwise beautiful David Hasselhoff concert. Absolutely. Just like that, we move forward, ever more forward, to our next big milestone, Rob, episode 200, when surely we will have to do something. But I think we do have to do the episode from another location. Do you think? On episode 200. I don't know, somewhere exotic. Are you? Stu- I thought you were going to maybe suggest the Berlin Wall. Uh, well, it's not there anymore, Rob. That's well, what we could do is we could erect a wall between us and we could, we could represent the East and West. We could get a Twitter campaign going to resurrect the Berlin Wall. Yeah. To show that, vandal, you know, that vandalism doesn't win. It doesn't pay. It's not big. It's not clever. Alex, we don't want to lose any more listeners. Good point. Take care. God bless. Oh.